0: What's the current state of uh, masculinity or the current state of men? What's what's wrong with the world? What's wrong with men these days?
1: Well, okay. Most people are fat. Let's just say that. Ob-
0: so obesity is a big problem.
1: Yeah. Right? Obesity is definitely a big problem. Yeah. But it's not just obesity because you can be, you know, relatively not fat, but still have a lot of issues in terms of, you know, you're watching TV and you're in, like your entire diet is just crappy food and your entire consumption, your entire hobby set or your your interests are all just yeah. consumptive based, it's right? See, the, so.
0: the underlying philosophy behind life is what's overweight, yeah, yeah. or obese. <laughs> There's an obese philosophy of life which uh, in which no care or deliberation is paid to the basics of life in terms of diet, sleep, exercise, and sexuality. So the basics are autopiloted. And the superficials, what's on the periphery, there's hyper-focus on the periphery and a lack of focus on the center.
1: What do you mean by the periphery? Periphery
0: meaning things that are irrelevant for your overall well-being, spiritually, physically, mentally, psychologically. The core essential components of life are relegated to autopilot, where superficial aspects like, you know, organized education, ritualistic religion, not the spiritual aspect of religion, and then career in the sense of not as a genuine interest or a drive to innovate something in the world, but just as a thing that just exists and it must be climbed upon. A ladder. There's multiple ladders in life. The academic ladder, the corporate ladder, the the relationship uh, stage ladder, the life stage ladder, all these ladders that people are climbing.
1: Yeah, and they don't even know why.
0: Yeah, and they don't know yeah. what, what, where are these ladders going to, what floor are you on.
1: A lot of those issues tie down to the fact that they're not really... Most people don't really think about what they're doing, right? You could say that they're just kind of autopiloting every aspect of their life. Yeah,
0: and I think there's a reason for the autopilot. We mentioned in one of our earlier discussions, not on the podcast, that a lot of people have a backlog of items that they refuse to come out of. There was a conformity backlog, and they don't want to open that box of things to face. So there's so many things built up that they... Just the autopilot is the safest way to go. It's, it's like your your plane's going to crash and you don't know how to land it. So you just put it on autopilot and you close the cockpit door and you went back in your seat in first class or whatever class and you forgot that you're on a plane
1: now. Yeah. Where does that autopilot start? I feel Like kindergarten where they're forcing you to ask to go to the washroom. That's where it's it <laughs> yeah. I
0: mean, society is structured in a way to facilitate conformity and emasculation, which are these kind of core drivers for autopilot because the only thing that can escape autopilot is the masculine force because women by by nature are more conforming and they follow and they're not going to shake things up. Men and their masculinity driving force, whether that's the male sex drive or just the male impetus for ambition. And when that's not there, then uh, first of all, it's going to be a lot easier to conform or create conformity and uniformity among the masses, control the masses. And on top of that, yeah, they feed into one another. Conformity and emasculation, it's like a, a cycle. One causes the other and then the other causes the other. So,
1: Basically, conformity is like an emasculated trait, essentially. Conformity on in some ways. Yeah. That's not to say everything that you do that conforms is necessarily making you emasculated. But if your actions are conforming without you even realizing it, like they're passive, like they're just conforming without it being your actual decision to do that thing, then it's kind of being conforming is a trait that an emasculated person has. And any actions that you do that are emasculating will increase your emasculation. That's what, that's kind of what I'm getting at. So like, there's no such thing as like an emasculated person. There's just a a person who does a bunch of emasculating things that makes them more emasculated. So the more you conform, the more you cuck yourself, the more you do all these things, the more emasculated you become. It's not like you are emasculated because of you as an individual. You're Mm -hmm. emasculated because of the activities that you do.
0: So if if there's a society in which all the norms are masculine, even then if someone conforms to those norms, they're essentially still emasculated.
1: Yeah. If you're in a masculine society and you just conform and you happen to do all these masculine things. I mean, you'll still be better off because at least the things that you're conforming to are not emasculated. Yeah. Here you got the double whammy, you're you're conforming, which is emasculating, and then you're conforming to an emasculated behavior. So it's like, you're a guy who, you know, shaves his face, which is conforming to, you know, generally most people are clean shaven, and then it's also emasculating to have a clean shaven baby exactly. face. Yeah, so
0: it's a double whammy. Yeah. And and that's the thing. So the, the, the essential component of masculinity is that, You don't conformity doesn't factor into anything Yeah, right? You make your own independent decisions. You factor in risk, reward and understanding, rationality, knowledge, intuition, whatever you want. You take all of that. Basically, there's some thought applied to the external stimulus that you receive. It's processed and then a decision is made. There's no autopilot.